0: Welcome to the Team Engagement Podcast, where leaders of teams share their insights. We discuss five questions in about 10 minutes because leaders know how to be concise. I am very pleased to introduce our guest today. This is David Grossman, and he is the president and CEO of Renew Systems based out of Chicago. So David, thank you so much for joining us. What would you like the audience to know about Renew Systems?
1: It's terrific to be here and be able to speak with everybody. Uh, so, so Renew Systems, we are a very specialized company, 30 years old, that does uh, started out as a general cleaning company, learned very quickly, it's incredibly competitive, so we decided to focus. And in our case, we focus on specialized projects for the hospitality industry. We developed some really good expertise and some very nice relationships to the point that we are preferred vendor with most of the big flags out there. And we now have about 30 offices across the U.S. and several overseas we are looking to continue to grow geographically, as well as uh, organic growth. And important to know is that we are actually uh, primarily a franchise system. So we operate the location in Chicago, but the rest are franchised. And we train and find and then train uh, folks that come to us with a wide variety of backgrounds, but with the commonality that we think they're a good fit for us. So we're, we're always looking for folks uh, out there that um, might be interested in learning more about becoming part of our, our company.
0: Oh, that is great. And I like the fact that however many years ago, you guys realized you needed to focus a little bit more. Yeah. That's, I think for a lot of people starting a business, that's one of the most important parts is trying to figure out how to narrow sure. down to exactly what you're going to do. So great example. All right. Well, David, thank you so much. Let's go ahead and jump right to the questions. Our first question, share with the audience an example or maybe an experience that you've had of collaboration within a team.
1: Sure. Yeah. Great example was the beginning of the pandemic. Mm. So we had a great year in 2019. We're off to a really strong start in 2020. And then uh, the world changes quite a bit, uh, very abruptly. So we had a little bit of visibility that things might be happening overseas, but really not a lot of insight until early, uh, Jan- early March, um, where uh, things really did change very quickly. And our customers being hotels, effectively, they're all uh, closed down or substantially closed down because their guests all left. So what we did is about a week or so, uh, before we saw the writing on the wall, uh, closer to two weeks, but one to two weeks before, we uh, mobilized our team. We we did a lot of uh, legwork to try to help our franchisees pivot. Where we got some new equipment, we 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 got in the disinfecting business, something we'd already always been in, but we but we emphasized. So yeah. we really provided a service that uh, fortunately carried us for a long time frame. And we also, uh, the other thing we pivoted on was customer bases. Is that uh, mentioned the hospitality industry is our primary customer, but we uh, were starting to pick up and saw the opportunity to pick up a lot of non-hotels, especially uh, because of this disinfecting service. So we jumped. We saw we started to see the writing on the wall. We came up very quickly with what we thought and hoped would be a solution, and then. Uh, communicated, put into a place a plan, and communicated that very heavily to our team out in the field, and uh, and that that did help. And 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 the heavy communication back and forth uh, really helped um, helped our offices, but also helped us prepare and uh, and guide our offices.
0: Well, that's a great example. And especially something that's, uh, even though it's been over a year now, it's still resonating yeah. with people about oh, sure. the, the pandemic and the need to kind of adjust and pivot, as people say, and uh, trying to figure out, okay, what do we do now to make sure that we can stay afloat? And, yeah. and uh, great example. That's a great example. Question number two, I hear from other leaders of teams that it can be a challenge to measure engagement. Tell me your thoughts.
1: Yeah, it, it sure is, particularly when you have many offices, or even nowadays, even if you have one office, uh, in many situations, very few people are going to the office. So the engagement is, is key. Um, I guess I'd start at the beginning when we started meeting with our franchisees, or, and even also my employees, is we try to spend a lot of time up front, um, even before they join us. And then when they do join us at the beginning, to get to know each other well. And uh, and get get to know how they interact, how we interact with them. So uh, establishing those personal relationships are helpful. And then, as 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 the relationship goes on, we'll have a sense. Um, you know, if there's some issues, right? If someone's engaging less or in a different way than they have in the past, then uh, then then we 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 we, we investigate further. Uh, is it personal personal issues? Is it business issues? But I think getting to know folks well and and, and always trying to have frequent communication um, is very helpful in in measuring, at least in a qualitative sense, how much engagement uh, is going on. If there's a drop-off, then that often will lead to a quantitative impact as well, but at least we'll get a red flag. So I think it's it's some um, um, uh, good communication both ways, and we like to have open doors so it's not just uh, us barking out orders per se or guidance, but we really like to, to, to keep it, the doors open so we have a good sense of how our employees and our franchisees are behaving. And And frankly, it makes us smarter because uh, we have a sense as to how our, our their customers and our customers are performing as well.
0: Great comments, especially about staying connected with your people on both a personal and a professional basis, because you're right, you gain a lot more insight as to what might be driving engagement or maybe slowing engagement down just a bit. So great insights. Question number three, based on your experience, David, what is one essential attribute of a confident
1: leader? I would say someone who is not afraid to ask questions. Mm. Um, it maybe admit that we don't know everything Um, hopefully we hire and surround ourselves with good quality people who can help us get to to good answers Uh, but really is to not go out necessarily and show that we know all the answers Um, maybe we know how to make decisions but we don't know but we don't always have the, the 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 right answer so getting input from a lot of people asking questions not being afraid to admit that we don't initially have all the answers, but uh, then try to form a good decision-making process where we take input from a lot of folks uh, when we have time to process the decision. So uh, asking questions, now there are some situations, the pandemic again was a good example where we had to make very quick decisions and didn't have time to gather a lot of information and ask necessarily a lot of questions. But when you do have the luxury of time um, then uh, I think it's, it's very important to, to ask questions of, of your team, um, of, of your outside team, suppliers, customers, and, 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 and other experts.
0: That is such a great concept about learning to ask good questions. That's actually something I've been kind of studying on my own here recently about the importance of, of kind of uh, fueling that curiosity and learning to ask good questions and penetrating questions and thought-provoking questions simply for what you described being able to gather information and make good decisions. So I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, question number four, is there a person that you'd like to recognize that has made a difference in your life?
1: Yeah, this is a person that probably is not known to the audience, uh, but but is very important to me from a professional perspective. So it's a, a man named Ken Levitt, who's, um, he is the father-in-law of my sister. And so why, why do I say that? Um, he, many years ago, when he was uh, early in his career, uh, around the age of uh, late 20s, um, he took a risk. He uh, moved his family and bought a business uh, and just uh, made a career change for himself and just was um, seeing his current career was not something he was looking for. So he, he, he went all in um, as far as putting his, a lot of his personal resources and also uh, uh borrowing money to do that and when i met him about uh nearly 30 years ago now um soon after my sister married one of his uh one of his uh, kids um that i that light bulb went off in my mind as to something as they hey I don't necessarily have to have a traditional career path where you know, I've got one employer and, and, and maybe if five years, eight years later, I have to change employers. But you know, there are options out there. And um, and this was a very interesting one. And, and I ultimately went that path. So uh, after um, almost 20 years um, working for, quote, the man um, in a variety of different situations where sometimes it worked out well and Sometimes it didn't for maybe it was my personal performance or in some cases, maybe for reasons beyond my control. But um, I, I uh, saw Ken as a great uh, role model and thought, hey, there's other things I can do. And I started looking for a business and it took me um, uh, over five years to find one because mm-hmm. I was selective and and had some you know, day jobs going on. But eventually found this company, which is now called Renew Systems which was um, a nice business, uh, but one I thought I could try to help grow further um, and was able to cobble together the money. And like Ken, I kind of went all in and borrowed a lot. And it was a totally different type of business. I didn't know anything about cleanings or, or hotels other than spending too many nights on the road at one. Um, but it was one that I uh, met a lot of my criteria and, and um, ultimately was able to, to to cobble together the money to, to purchase it. And, um, and then then never look back, just uh, put my head down and got to work along with my team. And, um, and, and don't regret that decision at all, even though, especially the early days and last year during the pandemic, it was very challenging, but um, the, uh, the, I don't regret that at all. And, and I don't think I would have made this choice without, without meeting Ken, mm-hmm. because he gave me the idea that there are alternatives out there. Unfortunately, I I was able to to make that change.
0: Thank you so much for recognizing Ken. I love that story because you're right. There are so many different pathways and avenues that people can take in life. And sometimes we need someone to kind of say, hey, there is a different way that you can consider. And so I love that. That's a great story.
1: David, our last question, tell us a little bit about your first job. My first job was when I was in high school, Um, I was a vendor at Wrigley Field. Oh. So I sold peanuts. And as we say in Chicago, pop. And my last year, I was able to graduate up to hot dogs. So grew <laughs> a great way to spend the summer and um, and actually made some pretty good money. Um, I would say there are two types of folks, some folks that went there to kind of just go there and watch the games. Um, um, and, and my brother will admit he was one of those um, and, and make a little bit of money when they can. But I, I actually worked, worked pretty hard and made some good money. And and learned a lot of things about sales and interacting with people and hustling. Um, and then the last two, two innings of the, of, of the game, I could, I could just sit back and watch. So it was a great way of spending, spending the summers, making some good money and learning some interesting things. And, um, and I always love, especially early in one's career, getting out and doing some, some blue collar physical labor.
0: That is great. You can probably tell from the background here, I'm a big baseball fan. So I'm rather yeah. envious as I'm listening to and hear your story thinking, wow, how much fun would that have been to be able to be at the game and in that environment? I just, I love that. That's a great one. I love that. Thank you. Well, David, thank you also for being on the podcast today. How can people find you?
1: Website is RenewSystems.com and I'll spell that. It's R-E-N-U-E, so R-E-N-U-E Systems.com. Lots of information on our company and my contact information is there. Again, David Grossman, I head up the company. I'm more than happy to talk to you obviously about renew, but just more general business, anything we talked about today, uh, franchising, um, more than happy to, to speak with, with any of you. So uh, I look forward to that and had a lot of fun doing this.
0: Well, thank you very much. This is Sean Richards with the Team Engagement Podcast, where leaders of teams share their insights For more ideas, go to teamengagementpodcast.com. Again, teamengagementpodcast.com. And we encourage you to subscribe to the podcast as well as check out the videos on our YouTube channel. Thanks so much for joining us and have a great day.